Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and in today's episode, we will continue our discussion of the Beatitudes, as Jesus taught in his famous Sermon on the Mount. In review, the Beatitudes are really the guidelines or bylaws for operating in life from a kingdom perspective. To truly live out our citizenship of being already seated in heavenly places, yet here on the earth. That we as Jesus followers could be an example of who God is, demonstrating the love of Jesus to others through our daily interactions with them. This episode will conclude Season 2, which I entitled Kingdom Culture. But don't worry, there will be many more episodes in the future that will continue to speak into and give practical ways to live out a kingdom lifestyle while we are still living here on the earth. For today, I will be discussing Matthew chapter 5, verses 10-11. through 11. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. As I have counseled hundreds of people through some of the most horrific life circumstances over the past two decades, along with my own life trials, I have deeply pondered the words of scripture that refer to suffering. Jesus reassures us that although he came to set us free, to give us eternal life, and to show us how to live a life more abundant, we would still have tribulation or suffering in our lifetime. I believe it is one of the greatest false teachings of this modern world that we shouldn't have to suffer. And as Americans especially, I believe we have come to take for granted and even demand a life of comfort and expect to live pain-free. And if we do happen to experience difficulties in life, most people tend to blame God rather than trying to seek his counsel or understand the purpose of suffering from a spiritual perspective. If you are going to truly embrace a kingdom culture, then we must adjust our mindsets about how to perceive and not just cope with, but truly find joy in being persecuted for righteousness sake, meaning being bold and witnessing on behalf of Jesus and knowing suffering may come in many ways. This mindset is unlike what the majority of people in the world would embrace. And although many people try to cope with and survive their difficult life circumstances, I think few would even try to comprehend how to actually experience joy and rejoice seeing suffering for the name of Jesus as an honor. And knowing the reward for such suffering offers great rewards in heaven someday. Part of the modern mentality that makes having a biblical mindset such an impossible task is the ever-increasing desire for instant gratification. One of the greatest challenges of my career was helping people to retrain their minds to be focused on eternity rather than the moment or the life situation that was right in front of them. 
Unless you take time to study the psychology of humankind, you would probably never realize the profound effect modern technology and the way that we currently live our lives truly affects how we view, relate, and live out our Christian faith. It is said most people currently have an attention span of eight seconds. That can be a problem when it comes to our prayer time and studying the word. And thanks to online shopping and next day delivery, most people can have what they want when they need it with very little waiting or self-effort. As I've discussed in past episodes, as believers, we are required to live simultaneously in two worlds. And frankly, some days that can leave us feeling a little schizophrenic. The world demands our attention with its social media, fake news, conspiracy theories, and an endless list of daily tasks. While our bridegroom, Jesus, yearns for us to come and sit at his feet, for us to look inward for the direction and counsel of the Holy Spirit, and to seek the approval and affection from our Father in heaven that would ground us in our times of trouble. The tension of living between those two worlds is palpable and even at times painful. I wish I had the perfect answer for you, a big red easy button, but that is not how the kingdom of God works. It is not how the earthly realm works either, despite their promises. The truth is we live amid a battle for our souls every day. The war is real and it is violent. In order that we might live a life of victory, being healthy enough to spread the good news and help others come to know the saving grace of Jesus, we must be steadfast in our minds. We must set our minds on the things above, not on the things of this earth. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2. I promise you, the more you put these wise words into practice, the healthier your mind and your life overall will be. Sounds simple, but it takes a daily effort to do just that. Set your mind in the direction of heaven because it is so easy to be distracted and disturbed by this chaotic world. As I look to today's beatitude, really two verses with one central idea, I'd like to point out a few different ways Jesus tries to warn us that we could suffer persecution. It is bad enough to suffer from medical issues, financial problems, or other life situations that weren't really our fault. But to be persecuted seems to be a whole different kind of suffering. The first example Jesus gives is if people revile you. Revile. Not really a word we use in our modern language, but it means to be criticized in an abusive or angrily insulting manner. I'm sure we can all think of a time that we've been criticized in a less than constructive way. Many people I have counseled have lived a lifetime with their childhood hurts and wounds that were rooted in being reviled by their parents, feeling like they were not just being scolded or redirected, rather they were being criticized in a way that literally wounded their soul, affecting them for years to come. Perhaps you're listening to this podcast right now and you are being verbally abused by a spouse or another loved one. Feeling the pain of their words hurt your heart on a daily basis can be more painful than anything a person could suffer physically. Perhaps you have been insulted or criticized out in public. 
very specifically for trying to be kind or to take the high road. It's funny how even godly behaviors around certain people can cause them to angrily assault you with their words of accusation. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, when Jesus was reviled, he did not revile in return. I like how the NASB says it. And while being abusively insulted, he did not insult in return. While suffering, he did not threaten, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. Jesus suffered for righteousness' sake and set the example for how we are to behave in return, to trust in the Father, to handle the situation and keep our minds set on eternity while we will be rewarded in heaven beyond our comprehension. Next, Jesus uses the word persecute, which means to harass or punish in a manner designed to injure, grieve, or afflict, especially to cause suffering because of one's beliefs. In America, very few people have truly been persecuted on a deep or consistent level for their Christian faith. But in many different countries in this world, people suffer in ways we don't even want to think about. Everything from horrible verbal harassment that would make them fear for their lives, to not being able to own a Bible or worship in a public place, to those who are currently giving their lives and becoming martyrs as they are unwilling to renounce their faith in Jesus. And this is still happening, and more than we would like to acknowledge. Keeping our heads in the sand, Christian Americans go to their lovely church service on Sunday and proudly display their Christian bumper stickers with very little fear of persecution. It was estimated in 2021 that more than 4,700 Christians died for their faith throughout the world. And these estimates are low due to many deaths that are not being reported. We hear these reports and think, how horrible and tragic. And it is. And yet, there is such strong faith and revival that comes to people under such persecution. Christians and other nations have been praying for years for Americans to undergo some type of persecution, just so that they might experience a deeper, more fulfilling faith in Jesus. It is a mystery that one could not comprehend or explain other than going through it yourself. It makes me think of Acts chapter 5, verses 40 through 41, when several of the apostles had just been brought before the Sanhedrin. So they brought the apostles back in and had them severely beaten. They ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus and then let them go. The apostles left there rejoicing, thrilled that God had considered them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. These apostles had not just been beaten, but they were threatened with their life if they dared to ever speak Jesus's name again, which they all had every intention of doing. Then they left there rejoicing. They were thrilled and on a spiritual high of knowing they suffered for the name of Jesus. Are we at this point in our life yet? If not, it might be a discussion point in your alone time with the Lord. This type of fearless mindset comes from a deep, intimate love that can only come from an ongoing relationship with Jesus. That gives you a reassurance so comforting that persecution is something you would be willing to go through. And perhaps imagine yourself being able to rejoice in those moments, 
knowing how pleased the Father is with you. And again, keeping your eyes on eternity, knowing your reward in heaven will be great. And the last thing Jesus says is that you would be falsely accused on his account, that people would literally make up lies about you or say evil things about you, even though you were just trying to present the gospel. You were just trying to share the good news of Jesus with them. I see this happening in so many different ways in our world today, from those who are non-believers and saying horrible things about Christians, taking things that are written in the Bible and twisting them to be about hating or rejecting people, or how some would lump all Christians together, believing they must all think and act the same because of that label. So if they have one bad experience with someone who calls themselves a Christian or someone who might even say something that they are quoting from the Bible, but presenting it in an unloving way, well, then all Christians must be insensitive and judgmental. And yet another group are fellow believers who turn on one another and make false accusations and assumptions about each other's faith that leave people hurt wounded, and walking away from their faith altogether. When these things happen, we must keep our eyes on Jesus, not looking to the left or to the right, not being concerned with what the general public might say. We have an audience of one, and his opinion is all that matters. I've learned so much in this area of personal attack and even verbal persecution from Graham Cook. He says when people revile, falsely accuse and persecute him, either for how he's teaching the Bible or for even speaking the name of Jesus. He simply smiles and says, thank you. Due to your persecution, I am blessed. Wow, this is the power of knowing and believing the word of God. So I leave you today with this challenge of what I ask for in my prayer time with the Lord. I ask him to continue to bring me back to a kingdom perspective, to keep me in step with his word, his heart, and to give me a longing to be faithful in following his commands. I know from my own faith journey, along with counseling hundreds and hundreds of others, that the only life worth living, one that brings mental and spiritual freedom, is to live with an eternity-based mindset. One that will cause you to set your mind on the things above, not the things of this earth. One that is focused on the prize ahead and not your current circumstances. This is living in a kingdom culture. I hope you've enjoyed season two of the Kingdom Mindset podcast. I look forward to our journey together as I launch season three, which will be all about how to detox your mind. It's going to offer so many life-changing insights and practical tools for healing your mind. So long for now, and remember to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you. 